Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and new customers who bet just $1 on either team to score in an NBA game this week can win $100 in free bets. Welcome to a special edition of the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Pedia and I have started a new segment that we're super excited about, so we are going to send it over to that. Welcome to the debut episode of Down the I-10 with Leah and Petey. I'm Leah Merrill, and I'm here with Steve Peters. On Down the I-10, we're going to focus on the Arizona Coyotes AHL affiliate, the Tucson Roadrunners. We felt with the rebuild going on in Glendale, we should look at the players that are developing down in Tucson to be part of the future. So a few times a month, we'll talk with coaches, players, and Down the I-10 will fill you in on everything to do with the Roadrunners. So, uh, Petey. You excited? Yeah, actually, I kind of, I don't know if you can see this. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I'm wearing my Roadrunners t-shirt today in honor of our, our first guest on Down the I-10. Yeah, you know what? We've talked all year about the, the the development and the rebuild, and it starts down in Tucson. I mean, that's where the guys of the future are, are learning to play their hockey and learning how to play professional, and, and uh, we get it from the head coach today. So I'm really excited about it. Well, let's get this road trip started. So joining us today on this first ever episode of Down the I-10 is head coach of the Tucson Roadrunners, Jay Verity. Jay, welcome to the first ever episode of Down the I-10 presented by the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited here. You should, what a setup. I, and the people that are watching and you should, like Jay's like ready, like he's ready to run his own radio station down there. That's, <laughs> that's high tech. That's Full National setup. League down the American League. Full well, thanks for, thanks for coming on, Jay. I know how busy you guys are down there, um, but we really do appreciate it. And a lot of our, our listeners have been wanting to know how things work down there in Tucson. And, and I'm going to start off by by kind of talking about this last two years for you. Like you, were the, you were the head coach down in Tucson. Then when COVID comes in and the whole thing gets tipped upside down, you, you, you make your way onto Rick Tockett's staff up here in Phoenix. Um, and then through the summer, you find yourself back down as the head coach down there. Can you just give us a little bit of what the mindset was like for you or how that last couple of years has gone for you as a coach? Well, it's just part of the organization. Um, as you know, you're, you're down here in Tucson, you're working hard, you're developing players and, you know, the whole pandemic happened and all of a sudden we were going into the bubble and extra staff member was needed. All of a sudden I got added. Um, 
we went through that experience. It was an unbelievable experience. I got a chance to really um, take the next step in terms of the NHL staff with, with Rick Tockett and that crew. Um, and then the next season started and there was just transition. There was things happening. Didn't know if an AHL season was going to start, uh, how, how we were going to staff the taxi squad. Um, so I was able to kind of find my way onto the NHL staff. And um, when that season ended, there was a opportunity to head back down here to Tucson. And I was totally excited for that. I, I, I love this level. And I think my experiences over the last year and a half are really going to help the younger players along in the future. How is coaching in the AHL different from coaching in the NHL? Because, you know, in the AHL, your primary job is to develop players for the NHL, but you're also a coach and you want to win games. So, you know, what's the difference and how do you balance those two things? Yeah, well, there's a couple things really that's different is the American Hockey League is really young right now. So in the NHL, you got players of all ages, you know, 30, 32, 33 uh, all the way down to 18. And in the American Hockey League, you don't have those really young players, those 18 or 19-year-old superstars. Those guys are all playing college or junior or pro in Europe. Uh, so your, your guys are somewhere between 20 and 24, really. Like we got a couple 25, 26-year-olds, and that's about it. And that's, that's really changed in the last four or five years. There used to be some older veteran players. So um, the game is just different. I think there's a lot more teaching and you're really helping some young players transition from whatever level they were at into pro hockey. Um, the other thing that a lot of people talk about is the mix between development and winning. And I think it's a real balance that, that um, you know, organizations and, and American Hockey League staffs have to be aware of. Well, you talk about development and Leah, do you have that graphic where we, we kind of talk, touched on what Jay's, history has been through the coaching yeah. ranks gonna... and, and i tell you what i tell you what i did make that myself I, I made that today so jay we talked about your history and, and you talk about developing players and you've been at all different levels of the game um what I found interesting over the last year as I've transitioned into my new role is how many people and how many players and coaches and managers that you have touched personally. Like it's, it's amazing how many people, Oh yeah, I know Jay. I played for Jay. I worked for Jay. Um, has all of these steps along the way, by the way, Lee, did you know he was a video guy at one point? I didn't true, look at that. Yeah, true story. True story. Um, <laughs> but tell us how that development process, how you developed as a coach by going through these different steps. Um, you know, it's it's just the journey that you go on as a coach. You you jump into the profession when you're you're out of the game. You can't play anymore. Obviously, I wasn't a great player. I got hurt playing college hockey, so I joined the coaching staff at Union, and you you progress. You're just kind of looking to make the jump to the next level. Uh, you're trying to associate yourself with good mentors who can help you grow, teach. And I think that's one thing that that I'm very thankful for is just having really good people to work for and learning along the way. So all these experiences just kind of set myself up for the next challenge, uh, the next growth experience. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I've had a chance and, and I'm lucky enough to add some time to work with you. Jay's, Jay's a hockey guy. Like when you talk about hockey people, Jay's a hockey guy. Like he looks at the game maybe a little bit differently than, than most. And, and that's a compliment, Jay. I, Jay's, he'll dive right into the video. He'll, he'll watch 
repetitiously over and over and over until he sees sees you know the path to success and and how to help the players. It's it's a it's a neat process to watch. He's he's a really good coach, and I I think he's the right coach for for Tucson. I think it's a great fit for a guy that likes to develop players and likes to teach. So, so my compliments to you there, Jay, but my question after all of that praise, <laughs> don't get too. Sounds like a question. Yeah. So Leo, can you pop that, that with all the players right now um, that are gone? I, oh, you, you, there it is. And so you've got six guys right now that are out of your lineup that are up with the big club. <sighs> How does that change your approach from day to day? And and how do you deal with that? Like you, the, if they're, they're going on to the coyotes, they're obviously some of your better players at that moment. So how do you, how do you coach then? Like, how, how do you fill that gap? You get up and you go to the rink and whoever shows up, you run practice and you get after <laughs> it. That's what's great. You know, like, um, totally excited for those six guys. That's why we're here. That's our job. Our job is to, make sure that next group of players is ready for the opportunity and ready for the opportunity for us as an American league coaches. If that guy comes up, goes up and never comes back, that means we had him ready, you know? And if that guy goes up and he comes back, well, we got to make sure he's ready the next time we got to be able to, you know, dust him off, so to speak, and pick him up and build him back up again and, and make sure when the opportunity presents itself again, that he doesn't come back. Um, and that's a big part of our role. And, and that's the development part of our role. And that's why, you know, I'm a diehard Coyotes fan. Like I, I don't miss a game that we're not playing a lot because we know the players, the players came through the system. We're watching those guys. We're watching how they interact. And, you know, maybe these guys are coming back and, and we're going to be having conversations with those guys about, Hey, this didn't really work out for you in this situation, but hey, next time you got to be ready for this. Are there any players um, that have surprised you so far this year? Maybe players that Coyotes fans should be aware of and keep their eye on. Yeah, surprising. Um, you know, maybe not surprising, but ha- starting to really find their way. Like a player like Matisse Michelli has had an unbelievable start to his pro career here in North America. And, you know, he had played pro in Finland, and, and we were talking about him and watching him, but he's really coming into his own after the first month here because there's a big transition phase uh, that happens. Um, Mosher has been incredible for us on defense. He's uh, he's really great in tight situations with the stick, defending. He's done some really, really good things. Uh, Kolya Chanak has been excellent for us. Um, another player acquired throughout the course of the summer, young player that's doing a great job. Um, Provolnev is another player who's come over from Russia. We have a really unique um, American Hockey League team when you look at the roster. We have two Russians, a Belarusian, a Swiss player, a Finnish player. Um, That just, that doesn't happen very often. We have two Czech players um, when we're full roster. That's not your prototypical American Hockey League team. So, um, you know, it's really fun because part of our job is really helping these guys grow up and become pros. And that isn't necessarily all on the ice. It's also off the ice. These, these are young people. They're, they're 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, come into another country, no license, no car, no car insurance, 
um, you know, figuring out how to get electric on in their apartments, how to get the cable turned mm-hmm. on, where their wife comes when they start to move over. It's a it's a real thing. And, and um, you know, that's a that's a rewarding part of the process here in terms of helping these players really transition and get comfortable. And that that all affects their hockey. And you got to make sure that that stuff sound before we, we get too crazy on the hockey stuff. Also, do you make that a part of your job too, though, Jake? I mean, all of that, getting the player acclimated in some cases, not just to, to a new city, but a new country. Is that part of what almost, almost like a father figure to some of these guys? Well, you know, like I would like to take credit for it, but Jake Wagman, our hockey ops handles a ton of the, the logistics <laughs> to it. Uh, you know, those, he works incredibly hard getting those guys set up. I can't say that I spend a lot of time, uh, in that regard, but I do think it's important for everyone on our staff to just check on these guys and make sure things are going the right way uh, with small conversations. So um, in, in the American Hockey League, those conversations are important. I think those conversations go a long way. You talked about the call-ups and guys that you're preparing to get up to that next level. And like, as we talked about earlier, there's six guys of your regular roster in, in St. Louis tonight. Can you tell people what that process like who's picking up the phone at the coyotes end and who the heck are they calling on your end and and physically how do you get a guy from tucson to st louis and then more importantly how do you fill the hole of the guy that just left your spot yeah it's a it's a real process it's um it's finely tuned actually it's it's really just a a transaction text string that happens uh that that a transact transactions help happened and you know, there's there's everybody involved. There's NHL trainers. There's NHL equipment staff. There's NHL management. Then there's, uh, you know, NHL coaching staff, American League coaching staff, American Hockey League equipment staff, American Hockey League training staff. All of that information is almost seamlessly um, transferred through the organization. And then the players contacted. The players got to grab their gear. And then the next step, there's there's travel information for this player. So, uh, you know, a player gets called up, he gets a call, he comes to the rink, he grabs his equipment. Next thing is, hey, I'm jumping on a plane and I'm going where? Oh, okay, we're going to go to St. Louis, bang, on a plane into St. Louis. Hopefully that plane's out of Tucson. You know, and behind the scenes, there's a lot of things that still have to happen. Where is that player's car at when he gets back? Um, (laughs) there's a lot to it. And so, you know, when you think the hockey coach or the, the hockey manager is like, Oh, that'd be a really fun job. It, you know, like those guys go to the rink for a couple hours, they run practice and the day's over. Well, it's probably not the case that that phone calls happening at six o'clock on Sunday night, right in the middle of dinner and everything's got to drop and we got to get that player moving. And then how do you get the guy, how do you get your, where are you getting your players from that have to fill those spots? You don't have six or seven guys sitting around Tucson waiting to play. Yeah. Well, that's why the six o'clock dinner is probably over. So so after you get the player moving, um, you got to find the next player and our affiliate is rapid city. So usually the first calls right to, to the coach and manager in rapid city, Scott Burt. And it's like, hey, here's our situation. We lost a D. Do you have enough D? And he'll say, hey, Jay, like, we got enough D. We'll get so-and-so moving. So that whole process happens again. So we get the whole movement wow. process again at that level. Or he's like, hey, we don't, we don't have enough guys to play. So then we have to go search at another level and try and find a player who's 
not under contract in the American Hockey League or the NHL that's playing the East Coast League and try and sign that player to uh, to a contract to, to come play. Wow. I did not ever think about all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the logistics behind the scenes. That's crazy. Man. Well, you know, upcoming, you, uh, what does the upcoming weekend look like? You're, we'll pull up the schedule here. We got the Iowa Wild and then Abbotsford the following weekend. Um, you know, what, what are you looking for in going forward into those matchups? Yeah, I think it's a great weekend of opportunity here. Um, so we're going to hit the road on Thursday. We'll travel on Thursday. We'll get in. We'll morning skate on Friday, play on Friday night. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where our lineup's at. Uh, right now we got a bunch of guys up uh, ready to play in St. Louis. Obviously the Coyotes play on Thursday as well. So um, we'll see what our roster is when we get to Iowa. And, and uh, whoever those guys are, we're going to try and get that group ready to, to get two points on Friday night. And you talk about going to Iowa and, and you talk about the roster changing literally daily for, for your club. Um, you know, with the new coach, Andre Tournier, at the big club, do you guys try to mirror your system so that those players have a little easier time in adjusting between one club and the other? And does that make it easier for you to be able to go in and go, hey, I don't care how my lineup, lineup is. Here's how we're going to play. And everybody knows how to play the way I want them to play. So are the, are the systems similar between the two teams? Yeah, I think language, um, fundamentals, uh, those type of things are are exactly the same. So our job is to make sure when a player is called up and Andre needs a player in his lineup, that that player is prepared to play. He's not surprised by anything that's happening there, and he's ready to go. So um, our job is about making sure that transition smooth. And, you know, in terms of systems and structure, it's pretty close most of the time, uh, obviously – they make adjustments night in, night out to some things that are happening, and uh, maybe we haven't made that adjustment yet. So uh, for the most part, the things that I think are important, and I know Andre thinks are important, are, are the fundamentals to the game, and, and that's really uh, uh, underpinning to our teachings and everything we do. I'm going to bring up a couple of things, Jason, a, a lot of the names that we've discussed over the last two months on this show. And I just want uh, to get your perspective on, on some of these guys. And one of them just got called up is Ben McCartney. He's a guy that, that I really liked his work ethic. He drives in that hard. He kind of reminds me of a, a, a poor man's Connor Garland. Like he, he's uh, <laughs> he, he works his, he works his tail off every time he's over the boards and he's fun to watch. Um, what's his development been like for you? I know it's been just a, a short one for you, but what do you see in Ben McCartney? Yeah. When you see Ben McCartney, you see energy, excitement, passion, compete, uh, all good words when you're describing a hockey player and, and it doesn't matter where he's at. It doesn't matter. Like you can drop him anywhere and you're going to get the same player. You're going to get that energy. You're going to get that competing. We, you know, we, we saw it in preseason in the NHL. We've seen it in the American league. He's had a couple games up in the NHL now, and um, that's his identity. How's Liam Kirk been in the transition to North American hockey? You know, Liam uh, is, he was really coming along in the first month. Uh, he's got a little bit of a lower body injury right now and, and uh, out of the lineup. So it was one of those things where he was coming along, 
he was doing a lot of really good things, and it was unfortunate to kind of see the setback. And the last one for me, an individual player, is the guy we we see as the future in the net here in Arizona is Ivan Prozvatov. And how's his season been so far? Yeah, I've been good. He's come down. He's he's uh, won some games for us in terms of his ability to make some key saves. Uh, extremely competitive. He's that type of goaltender that that makes those saves that you don't think are going to happen. He comes out of nowhere, and a lot of that has to do with his size and his range and his compete level. Awesome. Well, one last hockey question, and then we'll you know fin- wrap up with some other fun questions, but. How do you think the season is going so far for your club specifically? Um, pulling up the standings here, the Pacific Division Roadrunners right now are um, in eighth place, 10 games played. What are what have you liked so far and what do you feel like you could improve upon? Yeah, well, if you look where we're at, I don't think anybody's really excited about eighth place there. You know, like that's something that we got to push to get better at as as we progress here. The one thing that, that we've done is we, we've been able to play some really good games. We just beat Ontario on Friday night, a team that was 9-0 and that came in, and we were able to score some goals and win a hockey game. And for us, part of being a young team is being able to do it again and do it again and do it again. And uh, so far this season, we haven't been able to do that. If you look at our schedule and our – we haven't been able to win back-to-back games at any point and and – we have to find a way to do that. So that's that's really our next step and our next growth. One of the things I want to talk about, Jay, is we want to encourage the fans up here, the hockey fans in Phoenix, to make the drive down the I-10. And that's part of the reason we called the show Down the I-10. And can you talk a little bit about the environment of that arena at the TCC, what it's like to play in that building? Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, the, the organization came in – six years ago, five years ago, um, six years ago. And there was a ton of renovations to the rink, uh, continual improvement to the atmosphere and the energy. Um, it doesn't matter if there's, if it's sold out or there's 3,000 people there, there. It's a great place to watch a hockey game. And it's a great place to play in front of our fans here in Tucson. Um, the one thing I love is it has everything we need in terms of development. We have a great workout space. We have a great locker room space. We have a great coaching room. Um, The organization provides us with everything we need in terms of food, supplements, all that's taken care of at the highest level, which a player needs. Like when a player comes here, that's what they want. They want to make sure they have everything that's going to help them in their day-to-day growth. And Leah, I'm going to cut in here on food because I, I, well, Leah's been there too. I know Leah's caught many games at the TCC. There are many, many games. We have the go-to and I'm, Jay's players can't have this, Leah, but the go-to are those mini donuts. Oh, the mini donuts, and they smell so good. Not only do they put different powders on them, they have different like <laughs> chocolate and stuff at the to finish it. It is unreal. It honestly, I'm gonna say this right now on air. It is worth the two-hour drive for the donuts alone. Well, you gotta get there early because they like will sell out. <laughs> Go for the donuts, stay for the hockey. <laughs> No, it You're is outside it, my scope of practice here. Yeah, you've got you've got <laughs> cowbells there. You've got a good fan oh, base. Man, you've got cowbells. Dusty, the, the Roadrunner. It is honestly, it's a fun place to see a game, and you're seeing competitive hockey on names that if you haven't already seen as a Coyote fan that are back down there playing with you, there are names that you're going to be seeing 
playing for the Cavs. So uh, sincerely, I do encourage people to go. Our show is going to go down there and we're going to do a live uh, remote from Tucson. We're still working out some logistics, but we're going to go. Yes. I'm going to hand the next part over to Leah because she actually lived in Tucson. Mm-hmm. So Jay, you might not know this. So I went to the U of A. So I spent four years down in Tucson. I was there in the inaugural season of the Roadrunners, went to a ton of games. And so I just want to ask some Tucson related questions, you know, Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) Well, not trivia, don't worry, it's just your opinion. Um, outside of hockey, outside of your day job, just what's your favorite part of living in Tucson? Favorite part of living in Tucson is uh outdoor yoga. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if that's a visual I need in the middle of the day. (laughs) Jay doing outdoor yoga in Tucson. Perfect. The weather is fantastic. Yeah, that's great, Jay. The weather's great. Yeah, I oh. did not know. See, I learned something new about Jay today. Did not yeah, know. Look at that. And then, oh. uh, you know, Tucson has a, a really great food scene. So what's your favorite restaurant or your go-to restaurant in Tucson? I got like a circuit that I'm on because okay. I, I actually live downtown. So, Oh, I used to live downtown. Look at yeah, that. I, I've lived downtown now for two seasons and I walk to the rink. Oh, so, nice. I, I And I, I'm alone here uh so i pretty much eat out every night so i I have my circuit so i don't know if i if i have one go-to well do you have a pre-game go-to like when you're walking to the rink for a pre-game do you have a place that you stop on the way or you just go strictly with the team pre-game meal well i go actually i go straight smoothie on pre-game wow look how fit you are jay (laughs) the yoga the smoothie (laughs) jeez Oh, I'm really on the way into the rink with a coffee, so I'm usually double fisting. No, oh yeah, I, no. you got to give us one or two. Wait, you got to give us one or two restaurants. Give us one. Games. Okay, so like, <laughs> you know, like El Charo Steakhouse is is that's that's kind of the go-to. Yeah, <laughs> forty-seven <laughs> Scott, pretty good. Then you have like on the, a little bit of a walk, but you got the El Charo Cafe if you want the true Tucson experience. You know, and if you're going to stay with that cuisine, like La Chicanita, n- newer place, maybe not here when you were here. Yeah. You I need to get a pen out. Our listeners are scrambling for their pens and pencils right now. So they can <laughs> and then these, you got, you got Riley's great place for pizza, Coyotes game, maybe. Nice. And See, then I'm you, a sports bar guy. That's, that's me, Jay. I'm the sports well, bar guy. Well, if you're going to venture out, then you go to St. Philip's Square. You got... You got proof and the union. You got Italian or like American cuisine. Great place to to watch a Coyotes game. So it's See, kinda... I'm all gentle bends. I, I every stop in because my kid lived on campus, so I or near campus, so I was always a gentle bends. It was just easy. I could find it, and it was safe, easy, good bar food, and I'm <laughs> and I'm out to my next activity. So you probably don't make it that far away. I don't I don't head down towards the campus too much. That's a long way from where you're at. Keep it in the downtown region more well there's well, good stuff down there though so, so Leah, is that good you got a, you got yeah, a list we got it now. I, I love it that's great it's heading down the i-10 and i know the next question leah i'm not asking the next question i saw w- what's up next that's for craig morgan and i'm i'm boycotting the question but I'll, you may ask it if we you don't like. have to ask him he's not here no you can ask it what I'm, is your you opinion this is on behalf of craig what is your um, opinion of ketchup on hot dogs <laughs> Well, and 
He's eating smoothies and doing yoga. When is Chicago? I went to high school in Chicago, so does that answer the question? Yeah, it yes, does. It does answer the question. So okay. Craig will be happy now. Great. <sighs> Good okay. grief. That was well, North Jay, graduate here. So Jay, I gotta tell you, this I, I'm really excited about doing this. And I and I think I, as long as I've lived in Arizona, this is a team that doesn't get the recognition it deserves. It's really good hockey in a good location. It's easy access. And again, I'll say it for the people in the Valley, just down the I-10 and the rink is right off the I-10. Like it's a quick mm-hmm. on and off. Yep. You can go down, have dinner, catch a game and still be back in, in tucked in to bed before midnight. So um, it's almost as easy as getting to Glendale. How about that? <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost. But Jay, I really enjoyed having you on today. This is great. I mean, I, I think that this is something that that the team deserves. I think our fans need to hear about the players down there, what's going on. And um, I know we're going to have you on more often. I mean, great support from Adrian and the PR department and the PR department here in the Coyote. So just want to say thanks, Jay. It's a great start to, to a good season for you guys and looking forward to see what you guys do next. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's exciting to talk to you guys. Uh, it's been re- fantastic. Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, I tell you what, now having Jay on and getting those stories, I tell you what, he's he's a really bright hockey guy. I got a chance to work with him in the bubble. Was uh, the chance we we worked on a daily basis. He's a smart hockey guy. Good guy to be around. And now. Uh, I got to keep a closer eye on the American League than I have in the past because I did not know this, Leah, and you probably didn't know it either. You can bet on the American League games. Like I I need more hockey to bet on. I know, right? I literally went on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and on the hockey tab, there's 26 leagues right now that you can bet on. So as if the betting on the NHL wasn't enough, you can bet on the AHL too. So if you want to add some extra rooting interest to follow along with Tucson or their opponents, definitely check it out on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The It's a super, super easy app to use. And if you sign up using the code PHNX and bet just $1 on either team to score in an NBA game, which will always happen, you'll score $100 in free bets. So you can use that on any of the 26 hockey leagues. You can use it on football, basketball, literally whatever you can dream of. It's on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So be sure to check it out. It's safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Um, PD, do you think you're going to dabble in some AHL betting? (laughs) I don't know if it's a good thing that I found that tab. (laughs) My hands are full with the NHL right now. Now I got to start looking at what's going on in Abbotsford. Oh, no. Yeah, you know what, though? We talked about how easy it is, and it is super easy. And um, so it's it's fun, yeah. I'm glad we had that show. This is a good idea, and and I hope fans take advantage of not just the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but also taking a trip down to Tucson. For sure, and just a reminder, that's 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. That interview that you just heard, you can find on our YouTube channel, PHNX Sports. And uh, be sure to hit the subscribe button on that page so you don't miss any live streams, any videos from us and from all the other beats here at PHNX. Um become a member at gophnx.com. There's a lot of great stuff on there. Craig just uh, released a story today on Bill Armstrong. It's his return to St. Louis uh, tonight. So tons of, tons of great stuff on there and we'll continue to, you know, provide 
coverage of not just the Coyotes, but the Roadrunners. We've been doing ASU coverage as well. ASU has their own beat. So if you love ASU all together and like football, basketball, there's just a lot going on at PHNX. So be sure to check it out and uh, be sure to keep your eye on the PHNX locker in the next. Come on. Seriously? That's all I'm going to say. Really? Yep. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. You have yep. insider information, Leah? Um, maybe. <laughs> that's, that's, wow. Wow. Maybe I did not I know do. that. Maybe I don't, you know. So about time. So, so check uh, out the locker. So now I'll yep. be hitting refresh on the locker for the next two days. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And as always, um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes and PHNX Sports across all social platforms at S. Peters Hockey on Twitter, at Leah Merrill on Twitter. And Craig is out in St. Louis right now, but be sure to give him a follow at Craig S. Morgan. And we will be back tonight for a post-game show. On that note, have a great day and we'll see you all tonight.